Good morning. It is Thursday, November 12th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Just a reminder, today we will be finishing up chapter 6 of Daniel, which means we are finishing up the first part of this book. Tomorrow we will do an overview of the first six chapters, and Monday we will start our week with a read-through of chapters 1 through 6 of Daniel. As we will see on Tuesday, chapters 7 through 12 have a much different feel and tone to them, so we will treat them as its own section. It's not unrelated to the first six chapters, but I think you'll agree that it should probably be treated differently than the first half of the book. All right, let me read our passage for us today. I will pray, and then we will dive right into it. This is Daniel chapter 6, verses 25 through 28. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwelt in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, your word says that the flowers will fade away. The flowers will pass away. But your word will never pass away. We rejoice today that this is true. Every day we find new life in your word, new life in this book. God, as we look at the end of chapter 6 today, Lord, meet us and teach us. Amen. Remember back in chapter 4 when Nebuchadnezzar is restored to his right mind and he writes a few verses in praise to God? Darius does something similar here. While there isn't much evidence here that Darius has a heart change like it seems Nebuchadnezzar did, it is clear that Daniel's deliverance from the lion's den has had a massive impact on Darius's life. It might be helpful to think about the situation that Darius has found himself in. He has conquered a huge empire, the biggest empire on the face of the world at that time. There's many religions, many gods, many faiths that are contrary to his own. Remember, the Persians have their own gods. There were the Babylonian gods. There's obviously Daniel and the Jews with their most high god. Darius has to tread carefully in how he is to rule over all these different people, and after witnessing the power of the most high god, he is convinced that a decree must go out to all the land about Daniel's god. For he is the living god, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of lions. It's short, but nothing that Darius says here is untrue about our God. And so even this unbelieving man is driven to worship the one true God to make his name famous among all the peoples. And you know what? One of the commentators I came across made this point. That what Darius says here really encapsulates all that we have seen in the book of Daniel. God is sovereign. 
He works mightily. He endures forever, and his kingdom isn't like other kingdoms, for it can't be destroyed. And the last part, this God has saved. He has saved Daniel. Saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He has saved Nebuchadnezzar. And he has saved us. As we go today, it is a perfect text to help us turn our affections towards the King of Heaven. All that we have seen God do in this book of Daniel, my friends, is it not compelling to our souls for us to lift up the name of the Most High God on our lips throughout our day today? At some point, when we are reading Scripture, we have to ask ourselves if we believe what we are reading. And if the answer is yes, then the question becomes not do I believe it, but how will I respond? How does this Scripture cause today? How does this scripture today cause us to respond? Darius, the unbelieving Persian king, is even driven to response by the Most High God. So how much more will those who believe respond to the God of the Bible? Let me close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, Your Word is compelling. This short little song, I guess, of Darius, it shows us all that You have done in the whole entire book of Daniel. You have a kingdom that will never end. A dominion that goes on forever. You're sovereign over all things. But most of all, you are a God who saves. We've seen in this book that you've saved Daniel. Not just from the lions. You saved him earlier in this book when he refused to defile himself by eating the food that the king gave him. And even then you saved him from certain death, from defying the king. Lord, you saved him when he spoke harshly against the king for the way that he was living, both to Nebuchadnezzar and to Belshazzar. You saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even sympathizing with them in the firmest by being there with them. God, you saved Nebuchadnezzar. You chased after him over and over again, even humbling him to the point of madness before he would finally praise you. Nebuchadnezzar was not lost. You found him. And God, you saved us. While we were lost, while we were blind, you found us and you gave us sight. God, how amazing is your love towards us? Does it not compel us to respond God, will you respond in worship, in prayer, in meditation, in the fruit of the Spirit that manifests themselves in our actions throughout the day today. So God, as we go about our days away from this devotion, Lord, let your word not go away from us, but manifest itself in us as we love others and worship you. We pray these things in your Son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.